0: What's going on, everybody? I am the last sane human alive. So, uh, just as you know, every podcast I smoke a joint, you may hear a cough. Oh, well, (laughs) you know, if you don't want to hear the cough or you're not cool with pot smokers, this is not the podcast for you. Um, So for the most part, I'm going to be talking mostly about UFC stuff I feel like a lot of opinions you see from Shell Sunday and things like that, uh, Ariel Halawani, these guys, I feel like they're doing a lot of promo for the fighters and not saying the real about these fighters, you know, and it's it's bothersome, you know? It's bothersome because leading up to the promo for, um, so right into it. So, Kumar Uzman and Jorge Masvidal, this is such a shit fight okay such a shit fight because there's so many better fights out there for Kamar Usman more competitive fights and fights that need to happen more than this fight does they're advertising like this fight has to happen why Kamar Usman dominated Jorge the last time the whole oh he cut 20 pounds in six days I don't know if that had anything to do with how the fight went, though, you know, and before the fight, you know, he was saying he felt great, and now it's, uh, he had, like, like Kamaro said, he had a built-in excuse, but he got dominated for five rounds, who didn't get dominated for five rounds was Kobe Covington, it was 2-2 going into the fifth when he got finished, that was a great fight. You know what I'm saying? That's the fight to make for Kamar Usman, Kobe Covington. Cause then he came back and then finished T. Woods. So, you know, that's the fight to make really, you know. Kamar Usman hasn't beaten anybody in the top 10. So I'm confused at how people are so big on him. But then that shows you the marketing in USC. The way they market their fighters, bro, they will market a subpar fighter to you. And don't get me wrong, Jorge Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal is clearly an elite fighter. He's one of the best in the world, clearly, because he's at that level. Now, he's been doing this for a while. I get that. But in the top 10, he should not be because there's nobody in the top 10 he can beat. Hence, why he won't fight anybody in the top 10. Because he cannot afford to lose two, three fights in a row because then... All that star power goes away. Then, all that, uh, all those talking about he needs a big old payday goes away. So, think about it. He fought Steven Wonderboy Toss back in the day. He lost. He fought Damian Mine back in the day. He lost. He lost to all the top 10 when he was fighting that lightweight. He hasn't beaten the top 10 in welterweight yet. Nate Diaz is not right in the welterweight division and doesn't even really fight in the welterweight division. Nate Diaz has only fought welterweights who have come up from lightweight. Welterweights who can make lightweight. He hasn't fought a welterweight like Kamal Uzman who can't make lightweight. You see what I'm saying? He's only fought welterweights who can make lightweight or who have fought at lightweight. He has, and, and it's pretty much a lightweight fight when they don't want to cut weight. You see what I'm saying? So... That did has never been ranked in the top ten in the welterweight division. Ben Askren came in, but had been retired for two years. And let's be real, arguably lost all three. That Robbie Lawler fight was brutal. He got he got a blessing that fight. Arguably lost all three fights he fought in the in the UFC. You know what I mean? And only had a ranking not because of his work in, in the UFC, because his work before he got to the UFC and, and, and his star power. And he, and he only fought three fights in the UFC. So there's that, you know what I'm saying? Darren Till sped through the rankings pretty fast. I didn't like how he fast, he sped through the rankings. But right after that fight, moved up to middleweight and there was a reason for that. We all saw him barely able to stand up in multiple um, uh, um, weigh-ins, you know, during the face-offs and stuff, you know? So it's like, but these are the three people he beat to get him a title shot. Mm -hmm. People who don't even fight in Uh the welterweight division right now you know what I'm saying, Ben Ashford does not count, that was in an experiment just to see if he could do it or not if he couldn't do it, he left, he obviously wasn't top 10 material in the world like he thought he was you know what I'm saying, so it's just crazy to me how Jorge Masvidal is really getting this shot I'm assuming mostly because they're doing it in Florida in his home state, you know, so they got paid for travel you know, fans to come out more, fans wanna come out regardless though, it's the first event back, you know um, Jane Waylee, I think she destroys uh, Rose Namajunas. Rose Namajunas did not look good in that second fight against uh, Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade, you know, she pieced throughout the first round, half the second round, and then she took a shot, and then she got busted up. And Jessica Andrade went to work that third round. Jessica Andrade would have won that fight if it was a five-round fight. And I knew she had won that fight. I think she would have finished Rose in a five-round fight. Chain Lee has the same power that Jessica has more precise striking more accurate striking more technical striking and she has a gas tank she's gonna punish Rose she's gonna punish Rose I know she is I feel bad for Rose she's gonna punish Rose Chef Snekko I think she wins that fight too (laughs) I'm sorry I don't think anybody beats uh, Chef Snekko you know I don't think anybody beats her I think she wins that pretty easily. The girl fights would be pretty easy. Uh, Kamal Uzman, m- maybe Jorge has a puncher's chance and Kamal tries to stand in front of him, but I think Kamal's smarter than that. I think Kamal's gonna take him down and pound him out this time. So, the event with the live crowd comes back, three title fights, but it's like, uh, not so excited. I'm excited about the live crowd, so I'm different gonna order the event because I'm excited about the live crowd. You know, uh, having no crowd was cool for a while, but I'm past that. I'm ready for the live crowd now. <laughs> you know, um, a few more title shots that's coming up. You know, I got I got like 10 years. A few more title shots that's coming up that I think is going to be awesome. Uh, Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira. Now, to me, this is a little crazy that Chandler gets title shots so fast. That's so crazy because the fight that he fought somebody said it was so fast we didn't really get to see anything that Michael Chandler brings to the table I say bullshit Michael Chandler showed us that he's really, he's willing to throw down because he kept saying come on come on you know he was pushing forward he's not in there He he's not in there to just skate around the octagon and try to you know win points and, and win by points and not take damage he's in there to fight you know that's dope you know I didn't like the Dan Hooker matchup from the start I think Dan Hooker has weaseled his way into the top five, which is so crazy because I just don't think Dan Hooker is that good of a fighter. And I say that about Jorge, but then I also said that Jorge is an elite fighter on the base. I don't think Dan Hooker is even an elite fighter. I think Dan Hooker trades at the right gym and is around the right people. You, you, you see that a lot. Uh, uh, with a, with, with uh, ATT, when when they went against the uh, Black Zillions, Michael Grave or whatever, they're making such a big deal about him. I didn't think he was really that good, and you see, reading that now, you know. But it was who he was around and who, you know, it, it 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 was more his networking that got him where he's at, you know. And I feel the same way about Dan Hooker. I feel like it's his networking that got him to where he's at. Because the Paul Felder fight, I feel like he lost that fight. I'm sorry. I feel like Paul Felder got robbed, and then I feel like the fight with him and Dustin went the same way. The fight with him and Paul Felder went—he came out strong and he gassed out when the fight went off. The fight with him and Michael Chandler—he didn't even throw a punch, not one. It was as if he went to the, he put his back against the cage and was waiting to get knocked out. And it's so crazy because he had the reach advantage, so you would think his game plan especially training with strikers and stuff, would be not to have his back against the cage. You know what I mean? But, or to throw a jab or something, you know? I don't think he even threw a punch, let alone landed one. It was a horrible fight. It was a horrible fight, you know? And I'm just like, Dan Hooker shouldn't even be in the top five, bro. Like, that's so crazy. And then now he gets a title shot. Justin Gaethje's mad, saying he should get the title shot. He's feeling, like, disrespected i'm sorry fuck you get justin you literally just had a title shot bro are we not tired of giving the same people title shots over and over as if they're the only contenders justin you just had one and you got washed you literally got ran through like you literally got dominated in every aspect you got dominated in the striking by a wrestler, and then you got literally dominated on the ground after Shell suddenly got done telling us about all oh, your defensive wrestling. You got he's a defensive wrestler, y'all don't see it because he has defensive wrestling. And watch me, that shut the fuck up, defensive wrestling. My ass, he got taken down and full mounted in less than t- 20 seconds. Defensive wrestling, my ass. It, look- it looked like it was very easy for Habib to do that, and Habib didn't even do Connor like that. Get the fuck out of here, you know what I'm saying? Defensive wrestling, they be killing you with that shit. So, like I was saying, Justin does not deserve a title shot. No, Justin, you do not. You need to go back and fight your way back to the title shot, like you're, like, like like most people have to do after they get ran through. You know, Jorge's getting one because they're in Florida and he has tricked the casual fan into thinking he's just this elite fighter, although he hasn't beaten any elite fighters in the UFC. You know, he's had a lot of fights. He's won a lot of fights, but he hasn't beaten any of the elite fighters in the UFC. He hasn't. Throughout, throughout his career, when he faces the elite guys, he loses. Ben Henson, fucking Stephen Wonderboy, times I can literally go all day. It, it, any who's any fight he's had where I can call the name out and you know the name off the top of your head, he's lost that fight to that person. No debates. You know. But you know, I just don't think Justin has that same star power that he has right now. So, no, Justin, you don't deserve an immediate the title rematch or another shot of the title. Fuck that, bro. That's crazy, you know. Not that Charles Oliveira has had this crazy win streak. Charles Oliveira is the only one who deserves that. And Dustin. I think Dustin deserves it too. Doesn't take a fight, and Daniel White saying it's smart because he has to. He he, he has to say it's smart because it was again he's the promoter, okay? I'm gonna tell you the real that's stupid. That's stupid if if your goal is to be a champion and 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 to leave a legacy behind, you know what I mean. To you know, now Dustin's obviously already going to be a Hall of Famer whenever his career is over with. But to leave a legacy behind, you want to. Conor's going to come for 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 that rematch when you're the champ, regardless. He's not going anywhere else. Conor's going to be there, you know. If Dustin could have fought against um, Charles Oliveira and won that. Cause I think I, I I think Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira. I think Michael Chandler's gonna win that. I think he's gonna knock him out, man. I feel so bad. I think Charles is a really good fighter, but if he stays on the feet, I see Charles getting knocked out. You know, but I see uh, Dustin beating Charles wherever the fight goes. So I see Dustin could have won the title. I don't see Dustin beating Connor a second time. Now this is another thing people kill me. If you didn't watch the full fight. Or don't have access to watch it again, but you don't have ESPN Plus, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear anybody who just watched highlights coming to tell me how the fight went. Kiss my ass. You have no idea how the fight went. If you watch the fight, let's talk. Connor was whooping his ass. Oh my God, it was such a mismatch. The only thing that saved Dustin was those fucking leg kicks. Had Connor checked at least three of them early in the first round, he would have been fine. Dustin wouldn't have been blasting them off so much and Connor's leg would've been fine. And then Connor probably would've knocked him out in the second or the third. He was piecing Dustin up. Had his back against the fence. He won the first round. He was clearly on his way to win the second. If the third round went any way like the first two rounds went, Conor would've would already banked three rounds. The last two wouldn't have mattered. He would've had to stay alive. Connor was piecing him up. It was such a mismatch. For the people who were acting like Dustin, just, oh, he just, Dustin, you blasted off some leg kicks kudos to you kudos to you I'm telling you I told people when Francis first fought Stipe and he lost and I said right, he'll beat him in a rematch he just unloaded in that first round gassed himself out and he's not a very good wrestler he's never been all you know, regardless of his fight he hasn't never had to wrestle okay the second fight he's not gonna let that happen again That's gonna be Steve go to. Try to let him gas himself and try to wrestle him. He didn't gas himself and he stuffed the takedowns. He he adjusted. Connor's going to adjust because all Dustin had was those leg kicks. So Connor's going to, Dustin couldn't even land anything really. All he had was those leg kicks. Dustin didn't land until Connor's leg gave out and then he went stationary. Connor's fault was, Connor's problem was, he didn't stand there and bang it out with Dustin. Steven Wonderboy Thompson said when he was fighting Jeff Neal and he lost uh, use of his leg and he couldn't move around how he wanted to do, he said he well, he had to bite down on the mouthpiece and, you know, in, in, in exchange with him, you know what I mean, sit in the pocket and exchange with him because he couldn't move how he wanted to move. Conor should have bit down on the mouthpiece in exchange with, with Dustin, you know, but he didn't. He got knocked out. Kudos to Dustin, you know, kudos to Dustin. At the end of the day, Dustin was getting his ass whooped. He was losing the fight no leg kick lands, Dustin loses that fight, kind of checks a few of those leg kicks in the beginning, just a few Dustin loses that fight the rematch is going to be more of the same, Dustin's going to lose, and when Dustin loses that rematch, guess what else he loses a chance to be a champion because Justin Gaethje wants to be a champion and he ain't fought nothing yet so you know he ain't lost like you lost yet. He wants to be a champion. After Conor beats you, and Habib is not around, you know he's going to want to be the champion again. You know, after that, you know whoever loses between Charles and and, and Michael Chandler, they're going to want their ch- their shot back at it. Shot back at it. You're literally going to put yourself at the end of the line. You know, if Conor beats you, you can fight Conor whenever. Because Connor wants that rematch, Connor would sit back and wait for that rematch because he can't afford another loss before he gets that chance. You see what I'm saying? He would sit back and wait for that rematch. That fight's not going anywhere, and it's an even bigger fight if you're the champion. You know what I'm saying? If you're the champion, it's an even bigger fight. If Patty's what we're looking for, I think it's a bad fight. I think now he never goes to be champion. I think I think if he's a champion during that fight, of course the UFC doesn't want him to. Fight for the belt first, and then do that. Of course they don't. They had to offer it because they had to, but of course they don't. They were praying he didn't do that. They probably try to make it seem like it was a bad idea, and he should fight Connor when they asked it, you know what I mean? Get some insinuations, you know? Because imagine having to share the pay-per-view revenue on that title fight match imagine having to share the paper revenue on that one you feel me Averse to it on Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira no one even knows who Charles Oliveira is if you're not a hardcore fan if you're a casual fan and you like Nate Diaz or Jorge you don't know who Charles Oliveira is you know what I'm saying although he's better than Nate Diaz and Jorge he'll probably beat both of them you know what I'm saying I think he has to be one of them if I'm not mistaken long story short uh, Charles Oliveira I don't know not, not like people know who, who he is not a lot of people are really big on Michael Chandler just yet you know? the fight with Dan Hooker didn't really say much about if he's able to hang in the, in the UFC and a lot of people are thinking this fight with Charlie isn't going to say much either they want him to fight like Justin they want him to fight Dustin Connor, some of these some of these guys you know they want to fight Tony Ferguson I think Tony Ferguson is done though I think he's pretty much done I think his, uh, his luck has officially ran out you know but I don't know. Right now, the UFC is just crazy, man. Right now, the UFC is crazy. Uh, John Jones is pretending like he wants to fight Francis Ngannou. John Jones doesn't want that fight. And if John Jones truly asked for fifty million. He, he literally priced himself out that fight on purpose because he knows 50 million could be his retirement check. He knows he's gonna so going to lose. So, why go into a fight you know you're going to lose and take a small payday for it? You want to make it to where you never have to fight again after this fight. 50 million does that for him. You know what I'm saying? Makes it to where he, he never has to fight again after this fight. You know, so that's what he's looking for. And he knows he's going to lose that fight. Friends, he knocks him out 10 out of 10 times. John Jones does not take Francis down. John Jones couldn't have taken Dominic Reyes down, and Dominic Reyes has minimal MMA experience. He literally had, like, what, like, nine fights, I think, when he fought for the for the, for the title. Nine fights in his entire MMA career that he had just started, like, a couple years ago, you know what I'm saying? Like, and John Jones couldn't have taken him down. You want to know why? Because the game has changed, and that's another thing that, 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 that they're not telling you in the, uh, all these, all your, um, so all your um MMA uh channels and all your podcast stuff, they're not telling you. No one's I I very rarely hear people talk about this, but this is some of the realest shit in the game. The game has changed up so much that John Jones style is not as effective as it was ten years ago. But nobody's talking about that. They're still acting like he's wrestling, he's dominant, he's this When's the last time John Jones just dominated a wrestling? Listen, okay. First off, when John Jones was the champion, he was a lot bigger than everybody. Lyoto Machida, if Lyoto Machida from ten years ago was fighting today in the UFC, he'd be a welterweight, hands down. Maybe, maybe a middleweight. He'd be a welterweight. I know he's fighting like. And like heavy or light heavy now somewhere in in Bellator because he's older now metabolism slowed down happens to all the fighters you know they spend a lifetime washing the weight cutting weight and all this shit when they get older that shit slows down and starts putting on weight happens to all of them you know look at Anthony Johnson but look at him now now that he's back training or whatever again you know so. You know, back in the Machida would not have fought at light heavyweight if it was today's time. Neither would Rashad Evans, neither would have Page, John Jackson, neither would I mean none of those guys he beat <laughs> would have fought at light heavyweight in today's era. Because all of them were under are undersized. Rashad Evans like what five ten? fighting that light heavyweight against those monsters and then Evans was probably like a legit 205 back then, you know? Fighting against guys who stepping into the octagon at 225, 230. You know? Let's be real. And and he was dominating the area I mean, in an era where everybody didn't have takedown offense back then, you know? People didn't know how to get up off the cage back then, you know? I don't know if you guys remember way back in the day, but they used to grab people and put them against the cage to ground and pound them you know because back then people wasn't using the cage to combat to their feet you know what I'm saying so all these things said nowadays the game is much different the light heavyweights are much bigger than they used to be now everybody is over 6'2 in light heavyweight division you know and that that that's your top fighters you got guys who are 6'6 or 6'7 and 6'5 come in at 205 pounds you know what I mean it's crazy you know so if John Jones couldn't take down Dominic Reyes what the fuck make you think going finna take down Francis John Jones ran from an uppercut from Dominic Reyes what the fuck make you think he's finna take an uppercut from Francis you know what I'm saying you gonna tell me you don't think Francis is stronger than Dominic Reyes <laughs> fuck out of here John Jones is not stupid he knows this okay John Jones knows this this is why he wants such a big payday they are not gonna give him that kind of payday he's not getting no 50 million dollars you know he's not getting that and John Jones is not gonna beat Francis this is a silly fight this fight is just because people wanna see John Jones get knocked out pretty much this is pretty much what this is you know people wanna see John Jones get knocked out you know but John Jones is not trying to fight Francis y'all so I don't see that happening at all Volkanovski is going to finally fight. I I strongly... I understand he had COVID, so we'll give him a side for the COVID thing. But, man, I hate when we get champions and they just hold on to the belt and don't ever defend. That's the one thing about Izzy. Like him or not like him, the dude gets out there and fights. You know what I mean? The dude gets out there and fights. Volkanovski, man, uh, I don't know. This is... It's just it's just sad to have a champion who doesn't want to fight, you know what I'm saying? Who doesn't want to fight ever. And it's like, I don't know. The Featherweight Division is all jumbled up right now. Zabit can't get a fight for him. You know, they done, uh Yair done got suspended. Like the Featherweight Division's all jumbled up right now. And then he moves up the bantamweight Division, and that's even worse. You got TJ Dillashaw coming back. I love TJ Dillashaw. Sad to see that he cheated. He manned up about it. He did his time. I'm fucking over it. I don't care. Shit happens. I know. I'm not gonna be so. What's the word I'm looking for? Naive. I'm not gonna be so naive to think that he's the only one doing it, and and he just got no. A lot of the fighters are doing it. A lot of fighters doing it back in the day. A lot of the legends you love were on PDS throughout their entire careers. And he got caught, he served his time, it's over with. It's over with, he's back now, let's see how he does. I'm hoping he does good, because I would really like to see him fight. Especially for a title, because right now, I don't see any clear contenders. I think Rob Font would be good if he fights more, but he needs to fight more. Rob Font's is a good fighter, he needs to fight more. I think he could be a title contender. But Sean O'Malley needs to fight a little more often, I think he could be a title contender too. But I want to see that Sean O'Malley and Dominic Cruz fight. Dominic Cruz is stupid. He's acting like, I didn't want that fight. Dominic Cruz, Sean O'Malley's on the main card, brother. You're not. You were on the prelims against somebody who was right under you, like an up-and-comer. They're trying to make you the gatekeeper, bro. You know, if I was you, I would gatekeep against people like Sean O'Malley. The last person that beat him fought Jose Aldo next. You want that on Miley fight, bro. <laughs> and Vera beat him with like a leg kick and then that was pretty much was it. You know, and if you got the and then I think it would be a good fight. I think Dominic Cruz would lose and I would like to see Dominic Cruz lose because I think Dominic Cruz has like one of the worst styles of fighting ever. He just runs and and points you to death while he's running from you. You know what I'm saying? Just tags you and runs. You know, he usually bigger than his opponents. That man away, he's a pretty tall guy for the division. So, you know, I think fighting somebody taller than him, you know, it'll be a good fight. I think he'll lose, though. But I think it'll be a good fight. I think he needs to take that fight. I think we need to get shot on body up to these top, these top contenders already. You know, he's been here for a while. He's been winning for a while. Come on, and see what he can really do. You know what I mean? We're wasting of time. He putting. You know, you know, I hate to say it, but these trash cans in front of him. You know what I mean? Let's see what he can go ahead and do. Let's put him on top of the division with these top guys. And let's see what happens, you know? So, Dominic Cruz, you're the gatekeeper now, bro. Do your job. You know what I'm saying? Do your job. You know? Flyweight division is un- is uninteresting. Davidson Figueredo is big as shit for the flyweight division. So, there's that. I believe the UFC started these guys. I believe these guys are not making way for flyweight, bro. But they wanted the flyweight division to be more exciting. Because now you're seeing a lot more power. If you look at uh Benavidez or whatever, Joseph Benavidez, that, that was one of your, you know, one of your original flyways, one of your true flyways, whatever, right? He was one of the flyways that had some power, you know, back in the day. Joseph Benavidez now doesn't stand a chance against any of these new flyways coming up, bro, because most of them are not flyweights. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. It's so crazy, but I believe they, they're doing that to make it more exciting in the division. But Davidson Figueroa, man, listen, that guy, I don't know. It's, just, it, it, it's uninteresting. I, I would only be interested, and in, I'm not even interested to see Cody Garbrant right jump down because that's what they're trying to do bring big name Banner weights and make them kill themselves to cut weight to fight him because there's nobody big in his own, in his own division to fight except for. Moreno, that was a good fight. Moreno lost clearly, but it was a good fight. But it was a clear loss. So I I don't see it going any other way the next time around. So I don't understand why they're doing it again so fast. I guess because it was such a good fight, they want to see it again, right? But I think it was a clear loss, you know what I mean? But it was a great fight. You know, but like I say, flyaways, uninteresting. Amanda Nunes dominating everything. You know what I'm saying? Nobody in sight. They got some, um, some new, uh, 145ers that I have yet to see in the UFC or oh, like after you fight in the UFC yet, yeah, make the debut but hopefully they do pretty soon here and we start getting a of some more competition because she's just destroying everybody Megan Anderson I felt so bad for Megan I love me some, I, I love me some Megan Anderson and uh, well I hear my dog barking it means time for me to let y'all go but that's the podcast you know I'll be dropping them a few, a few, a uh, few days throughout the week. You know, uh, definitely before a fight and after the fight. Um, but didn't get to talk about Kevin Holland. We got two minutes, real quick. Kevin Holland, major disappointment. Derrick Brinson, the rest of fucked him to death. He laughed and played the whole time. It was. Very disheartening to see because you think you, you would think people are coming to these events to see a fight and you're literally not fighting, you're laughing and joking the whole time as you're supposed to be fighting. And then he comes out, there's Marvin Vittori, and pretty much gets wrestled fucked again. Which he had to have known what's going to happen with Marvin Vittori. Kevin Holland had some pretty good striking, but now everybody's going to strike with you, bro, because you have good striking. If you can't stop the takedowns, you're useless in the UFC now you know what I'm saying, because now everybody knows you can't stop the takedown, you know, so, um, and then Marvin Victoria has audacity to, to call out the champ, but it's like, bro, you just took this guy down and laid on top of him for five rounds, no real ground to pound, no real nothing, just laid there for five rounds, Kevin Holland's cut man and whatever in the corner, he needs to be fired, they never even tinted that man's eye, not one time between rounds, that's crazy, you know, but it was a very uninteresting main event actually the, the worst fight of, on the main card you know what I'm saying Like Victoria's, I hate when guys take him down and just lay there they act like they just beat this guy's ass you just laid on top of him for 25 minutes bro that shit was boring You could have kept that. We do not want to see you try to lay on top of Izzy for 25 minutes and win the belt. We don't want to see that, bro. So you grab a hold of Izzy and hold him still for 25 minutes and actively stop the fight for 25 minutes so you can win the fight. We're good on that, Marvin. You need to go out there and get you some finishes, you know. Uh, if, if other fighters can't get title shots without, you know, getting some finishes and, you know, get some exciting fights, then neither should he. He needs to go out there and get some finishes. His fights are really boring. He he has all this high energy and stuff, you know, but then he goes out there and grabs the hold and holds on for dear life. That shit was horrible. And Kevin Holland needs to take down the fence. Your whole talking during your fight... That's funny, that's cool when you're winning the fight, but when you're getting your ass kicked, that shit is not funny, it's not cool, it's actually annoying. And if it was the main card that I paid for, I'd be upset that I paid to see this shit. Just saying. You know, so uh, both those guys need to step it up. Marvin Victoria does not need to get a title shot. There's no real clear contender for Izzy at 185 right now. Maybe they're talking about Robert Whitaker, but we'll see. I don't even think Robert Whitaker stands a chance, you know, but he may be the only career contender because after Marvin Vittori just laid on top of this dude, you know, I think he threatened the arm triangle once. You know what I mean? He just laid there, bro, for five rounds. You know what I mean? Walked out the octagon exhausted. You know what I'm saying? You think he put a fight for the title next? No, brother, no. You need to go out there and get some finishes. Izzy's out there fighting bro You need to get some finishes So you know Kevin Holland Had a great year last year But I will call it The luckiest year of his life Because this year now He's went 0-2 And it was looking like If he fights again And On this short notice shit I don't understand it right it's one thing to be the guy to take fights on short notice against another striker who you know is going to strike with you. It's another thing to take a fight on short notice with a wrestler after you just got wrestle fucked. And then you take on an even bigger wrestler. You know? Marvin Victoria is not going in the guy anywhere near 185. So you, you take on an even bigger wrestler this time. That was crazy to me. That was so crazy. But... Like I say, hopefully he gets it together, man, get some takedown defense, come back stronger. He needs takedown defense. He needs to be able to get these guys off of him because no one's going to stand and strike with your tall ass, you know what I mean? And, um... Like I said, there's no clear contender right now. Marvin, you are not the number one contender. you not after a performance like that. That was so horrible. It was so boring. I almost fell asleep during your fight, and that shit... Started the main car started at three o'clock, and I almost fell asleep during your fight. So, what does that tell you? I was wide awake through the rest of the fights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wide away through the rest of them. You know, Mackenzie Dern did her thing. You know what I'm saying? Wide away through the rest of them. You know, she she been making that one loss uh, to Amanda Ribas look like a fluke because she is whooping ass. You know, but like I say. I don't know But yeah like I guess I gotta go So you guys Take it easy Come back and see me Again later on this week We'll talk some more About the card Coming up this weekend The fight's coming up This weekend I'll give you a few Of my picks Of who I think I, Who I think is gonna win um, I don't know If you do any betting If you don't Fan do sports book You should hop on um, Do some betting with me And uh, I'll give you guys my picks And we'll see If we can win us Some money this weekend But uh, until then I am the last sane human